Grace, peace, and mercy is yours from the triune God. Amen. When I was a little girl, I was given a small necklace. Uh, it was a Christian necklace, uh, but it held not a, a little gold cross, nor a silver Jesus fish symbol thing. It, uh, no, hanging from this gold chain was a small, clear plastic orb that contained within it a tiny round seed. You might see where this is going. It was a mustard seed. Anyone else have one of those? Yes, okay. If you have the faith the size of this tiny mustard seed, Jesus said, you could uproot a huge tree and throw it in the ocean. Um, maybe you guys could help me with something here. I have never understood why, if given such vast power over physical objects, one would, out of all the options available, choose to uproot bushes and throw them into the ocean. I have no idea what good that does. And regardless of the relative merit of mulberry bush drowning, this text has often made my faith feel inadequate because I've always heard it as this syllogism. With only a teensy-weensy amount of faith, Nadia could perform miracles. Nadia does not perform miracles. Therefore, Nadia has so little faith, it's not even as big as that mustard seed around her neck. Well, for the record, that necklace was super cheap and always turned my neck green, so you know I never wore it much anyhow. (laughs) And this week, while I was on the road, I had a really interesting experience around how some people struggle with what they think it means to have faith. See, I'm basically boring myself to death out there. I mean, I'm saying the same things over and over, which is downright monotonous for me. So what I really love when I'm on the road is doing Q&A, or as my friend Brian calls it, Q&R, question and response. And this Thursday, I spoke to about 1,100 people on the UND campus in Grand Forks, North Dakota, which I think may also be the actual population of Grand Forks, North Dakota. (laughs) Anyhow, it was too many people to be able to do a proper Q&A where people stand up and speak, and so we asked people to write down their questions instead. And reading these questions, I realized how different it is to write something anonymously than it is to stand up and say it out loud in a room full of people. Because I do Q&A all the time, and these questions were totally different. I think that's why the prayers of the people here at House are so raw and vulnerable. In a way, they wouldn't be if people were standing up and saying their prayers out loud, and also that would take too long. What I was struck by were the sheer number of questions that were so similar. No, not what do your tattoos mean. But things like, is it okay to feel distant from your faith when you're going through a really hard time in life? And what does it even mean to have faith? And what if I'm not sure what I believe? And is doubt okay? And someone wrote something that was actually really a statement. It wasn't a question at all. Someone wrote, sometimes I wonder if there really is a God because of all the hurt and suffering in life. And so with these questions and the text for today rattling around in my brain, I started to think again, as I have before, about how often we assume that having faith means not doubting. We assume that having faith means not struggling with faith. 
That having faith means being totally trusting and peaceful and absolutely serene when things get really tough. But the thing is that then when the hard stuff in life happens, not only do we feel crappy, but then we have to add to it also feeling totally inadequate about our faith, which just makes it worse. I think we sometimes mistakenly think that having faith is like being the little engine who could. I think I can. I think I can. And if we just muster up enough, even if it's just a tiny mustard seed amount of faith, we can do anything. And we can trust God when things are bad and never struggle or doubt. And we can even uproot bushes into a watery grave if for some reason we think that's what's called for. And this gospel text about the mustard seed kind of feels like Jesus is scolding us for not having even the tiniest amount of faith which can easily contribute to us thinking that if we have the right amount or the right quality of faith, then the hard things in life won't be hard. And we'll never have to doubt. So here is the time when I say that knowing a little Greek can be helpful, but knowing how to look up blog posts from guys who know a lot of Greek is unbelievably helpful. I like to say I passed Greek in seminary. I did not learn Greek in seminary. (laughs) Because here's what I learned. And forgive me for talking about grammar in a sermon, although I'm sure Amy Summer is going to be delighted. But (laughs) in Greek, there is a future conditional clause. If you were to have the faith of a mustard seed, implying that you don't have that faith now. But there's also an according-to-present-reality conditional clause, meaning if you have the faith of a mustard seed, and you do. So here in Luke, Jesus isn't scolding them for not having even the tiniest amount of faith. Instead, when they ask him to increase their faith, he's affirming that the disciples already have the faith to do what is expected of them. In essence... He seems to imply that they don't need more faith. They need to realize they already have faith. And even if it's a small enough, and even if it's a small amount, it's totally enough. It's like, I always thought of it as like Jesus saying we don't have enough faith, but I think it's like Jesus saying, hey, how much faith do you have? And I'm like, I don't know, Jesus, it's not very much. It's like this small. And Jesus is saying, good enough for me. And that's a totally different message. Which brings me back to the questions I got this week in Grand Forks. So many of them seem to imply that people were struggling with the fact that hard things in life are hard. That somehow, since they don't have great positive feelings about God in the midst of their own suffering, that this means somehow that they lack faith and then this worries them. For some reason, we tend to think that having faith means unwavering belief and never doubting and always, no matter how awful things get, never ever having negative feelings about God and certainly never wondering if there really is a God. It's like we've forgotten the strong and totally awesome tradition in the Hebrew Bible of complaining to God. (laughs) It's called lamenting. And we should totally reclaim this part of our tradition. I have a friend who says if you're going to have a praise band in your church, that's fine, but only if you also have a lament band. (laughs) 
because being the people of God has always meant a whole lot of both praise and lament. And yet we think that being in a place of praise is having faith, and being in a place of lament is lacking faith, but that's simply not true. I love the way some of the characters in the Old Testament really have it out with God, how they confront the Almighty. It's downright argumentative. Anymore, if we're angry with God, we just give him the silent treatment. But not so with our ancestors in the faith. If they felt there was some serious, neglectful, abusive, or absentee parenting from God, they, you know, complained. (laughs) And their complaints were not a sign of faithlessness. Quite the opposite, really. Their complaints and their questions about God were a sign that they were in relationship with God. And the central theme of Habakkuk, which is an amazing book that we heard from today, is that unlike the proud, the righteous live by their faith. Now, I don't know about you, but that term, the righteous, always makes me think of like Ned Flanders, right? (laughs) It's easy to think that the righteous means the same thing as the religious, the pious, the priggish, those who never waver in their faith. But scholars much smarter than myself agree that righteous in these texts is not primarily a personality type. And it's not primarily a moral category. It's a relational category. The faith of the righteous, then, is not as much about never doubting as it is about having a heart which longs for that which it cannot create for itself. To be a righteous person, to be a righteous people, is to take the promises of God seriously enough to be unafraid of lament, who know that doubt is as much about being in relationship with God as faith is. And Jesus was right, even if it's a tiny mustard seed amount, it's enough. So if things are hard, if you're struggling, if when it comes to God you feel more like complaining than commending, know that this too is faith. And that it is still enough. Amen.